Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Uncle Bully, and thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open After Dark Podcast. AEW Dynamite Grand Slam live from Queens. Arthur Ashe, was it a good bounce-back show for AEW? We are going to break down just about everything on the show, including Eddie Kingston's big win, becoming the new Ring of Honor World champion let you know what i thought about it also moxley and phoenix is mox okay what went on with that finish did the referee do a good job with his responsibility we'll break it down this is the busted open after dark podcast turn it up i want to start off by saying uh john moxley i hope you're okay best wishes to mox looks like he got planted on the top of his head maybe a stinger, maybe a concussion, maybe it's just absolutely nothing and he just got his bell rung. But Mox, hope you're okay. I know it got a little wonky there in the uh, in the match, in the finish. And a little later on in the show, I will discuss with you the, the referee's responsibility in that situation. Lots of people tweeting me tonight about how the finish was screwed up or what the hell happened with that finish. The crowd in New York was pissed off. They were booing because they thought that, you know, Ray Phoenix should have won right there. Phoenix winds up winning the match by hitting that same move again, that tiger driver or some kind of inverted Rikishi S Michinoku driver, whatever thingy, blah, blah, blah on the top of the head. Um, so um, Phoenix is your new champion, but I'll, I'll break that down a little bit later on. Um, hot crowd, good show for dynamite tonight. They sure as hell needed it. Um, a, a little bit of a bounce back from the, from the, 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 maybe the lackluster houses and maybe the, uh, the excitement and enthusiasms from the crowd. You weren't going to get that from New York tonight, from Queens tonight. You never do. So I thought it was a good night perception wise for AEW. Going to start from the beginning. I'll run down the things that really struck me. And then as always, as we do here on after dark, going to open up those lines and you guys can call in. I know you're calling in already, but we'll open up the lines and, uh, and we'll talk about, Question and answer, a little bit of therapy if you need it from Uncle Bully. We started off with Eddie Kingston and Claudio. These guys hate each other. Love the fact that they started with Eddie and Claudio in the Detroit Rock City position, kicking off the show. Eddie, obviously a hometown fan favorite. Very good match. Good physicality um, in the match. There was a little piece of the match that I loved. And before I get to that piece of the match, I want to talk about their spirit of the fight chop spots that they were doing randomly throughout the match. Normally, and I've said this on social media, I despise the spirit of the fight chop spot because it's so overdone. 
in across pro wrestling, not just in AEW, but sometimes it actually means something. And I thought tonight with the history that Eddie and Claudio had that it, it worked tonight. It's like, I'm going to hit you as hard as I can. Let's see if you can take it. And I'm going to hit you as hard as I can. Let's see if you can take it. I'm more man than you are. I'm tougher than you. We came from the same beginnings and now we're here fighting for this world championship, the ring of honor world championship. And I'm just going to out tough you tonight so in this situation i like it um and then the little spot that i really like just a little moment in time i don't even know if you guys picked up on it and it was the kawada-esque cell now i don't know if you all know who kawada is or was in japan kawada is one of eddie kingston's favorite wrestlers i think he's in maybe top two eddie kingston uh favorite wrestlers and to me kawada was the best seller in the history of wrestling that's just my opinion kawada sold so realistically now eddie had chopped claudio and claudio had chopped eddie and then eddie just hit this quick right jab on Claudio and Claudio just dropped to a knee. Claudio did such a good job, such a realistic job of selling that punch that for a second there, I said to myself, holy shit, Eddie caught him with a live round. And I, I just really liked it. And when, when, when I talk about registering and selling my God, if everybody could watch that and apply it to every last thing they did in a ring and kept that in mind pro wrestling across the board would be such a better business because the legitimacy everything should mean something in the ring nothing should ever be thrown away every last movement Anything you do, a punch, a kick, a clothesline, a 450 acai with a twist and a cherry on top, everything should mean something. If you go back and you watch some of the absolute greats of the ring, the Kurt Hennings, the Bret Hart's, the Chris Benoit's, the Eddie Guerrero's, there's no wasted movement. Everything means something. Um, once the match uh, ended, and Eddie goes over, the place goes crazy. And I liked the ending. I liked Claudio shaking Eddie's hand and then just handed him the belt. It, it wasn't like it wasn't like overt friendship or huggy kissy or anything like that. It was like, here, man, you know what? You're the better man. And despite our differences, I know how hard you had it coming up in this business. And I know how much this uh, ring of honor championship means to you and i know how much winning this championship in your backyard means to you so i really liked the end of that uh good way to kick off dynamite crowd was definitely on a high we get into jericho and sammy um which i thought was good i think the fans are a little bit over 
the Chris and Sammy friendship dynamic. I think they've seen enough of it. They definitely were not as much into the Chris and Sammy match as they were with Eddie and Claudio. Um, I think if anything, the fans were more into the aftermath because once again, we get the ending of the match. We get the hug between Jericho and, and Sammy shout out to Jericho also, who was on with me and LaGreca the other day in studio uh, on busted open. Always great to see Chris looking forward to hitting the Jericho cruise in January of next year. We get the hug between Sammy and Jericho and then Sammy kicks Chris right in the balls. The people start booing like crazy, real strong heat for Sammy. And then the salt on the wound. Here comes Don Callis. The What makes Don such a great heel right now is anybody who is associated with him, their heel stock goes up. And Sammy had that much more heat just sharing the spotlight with Don Callis as he did kicking Jericho in the balls on his own. So it was it, it was a good start to Dynamite. We we then got into the Mox and 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 Phoenix match. And um, on a side note, I know that Mox has this whole deaf jitsu thing. Well, I think my table Kwan Do can outdo Mox's death jitsu. I am the master of the table Kwan Do. I am the Pai Mei of the table Kwan Do, and everybody knows that. So I will put my table Kwan Do up against Moxley's death jitsu on any given night. Ariel, why are you la- why are you popping so hard over there? Why are you laughing so much? I don't. It's just not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. I caught you. I caught you out of nowhere. So, um, you know, they had the match. They did what they had to do. It was a good match. Um, I said at the top of the show, uh, I hope Mox is okay. The the referee uh, stuff at the end. I really want to break it down for you guys so you understand it and maybe help change some of your minds as far as you thinking uh, it's a botch, it's a this, it's a that. There's very specific responsibilities that referees have in a wrestling match. And I'm going to compare the responsibilities of a, of a referee in any wrestling company to the responsibilities of a referee in the WWE. And I'm even going to throw impact in there because being with impact for the past year, I know how much emphasis these two companies put on their referees and the responsibility of the referees and how they're supposed to handle a certain situation. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. The referee has a very specific job when it comes to the actual 
finish of a match, a finish that requires a three count. And your job is to count to three, no matter what. Even if you know the finish is supposed to be something that it might not be, your job is to count to three. If the wrestler doesn't kick out, it's on them. So after Phoenix hits the swanton and the gimmick driver, I think I'm going to call it the your sister's ass driver. And Phoenix rolls him over and drop, count for the one, two, three. The ref has to count to three. If Moxley can't kick out for whatever reason, it's on him. It's called credibility. Otherwise, people are going to see right through it. And people see right through it anyway. But that's why you saw everybody standing up and booing. Because in that moment, the referee is not doing his job. He's not doing his job because he might have thought that the finish was going to be something else or he was told the finish was something else. But the ref was lined up perfectly with Mox's shoulders. You got to come down and hit the mat a third time, my friend. And I'm going to compare it to something. I'm going to compare it to a certain move in wrestling. Clothesline. Anybody who teaches professional wrestling, who has a reputable rep wrestling school, anybody, any of the great teachers of the past, the Johnny Rods, or anybody with a credible wrestling school, will tell you, you always throw a clothesline at a guy's head the same way. You aim for the top of his chest and his neck. Watch any of the greats that have thrown clotheslines or lariats, how they wrap it. Watch a JBL or a Stan Hansen. Watch a Steiner line. Those clotheslines are thrown the same way every single time. It is the other wrestler's responsibility to get out of the way. If the match calls for a certain wrestler to duck a clothesline, the guy throwing the clothesline should not be lifting his arm in the air to throw the clothesline over the other guy's head. It's the other guy's responsibility to duck. The clothesline is thrown the same way every single time. Why the comparison? Because the referee should count to three the same way every single time. And if the wrestler doesn't kick out, it's on them. And tonight it was blatant. There was no wiggle room tonight. Mox didn't even flinch. There was no daylight underneath Mox's shoulder blades and that mat. No movement, absolute zero. Because he probably got his bell rung for a second. 
So the referee should have just counted to three. We didn't need the same your sister's ass driver. It got us nowhere. If that was the WWE, that referee would have been fined for not doing his job. I'll even go as far to say if that was impact, I think the referee would be fine for not doing his job. If the wrestler gets knocked out, the wrestler gets knocked out. We can't do anything about that except tend to that injury as soon as possible. And I like the fact that when we came back from commercial, um, uh, the, uh, the announcers, Excalibur went out of his way to tell us that Mox left the ring on his feet, which is good to know because everybody was a bit concerned. On the referee. It's his or her responsibility. That's why that looked like a screw-up, a mistake. You just can't do that. There would be major ass-chewings going on in the, in, in the WWE right now. And it's, and it's the right way to go about it. There has to be credibility to everything that goes on in the ring. And unfortunately, we live in a world where the wrestling business has gotten so watered down at times that we take credibility for granted and we throw it right out the door. 50-50. Wrestler has responsibility. Referee has responsibility. Throughout the night, I saw some things for the referees, which once again had me scratching my head. And I hate, I hate talking about it. I'm tired of talking about it, but I'm not going to just sit here and not talk about it. In the Jericho match, Aubrey Edwards counted to two. And one of them kicked out. And then she went out of her way to turn around and look right in the camera. For a referee who has gone on record in interviews to say that she is not the focal point, she's not the center of attention, she sure as hell did try to make herself the center of attention in that moment. It's not a referee's job to ever be the center of attention unless the wrestlers or the office want that referee to be the center of attention at any given moment. When Earl Hebner and Dave Hebner had their uh, moment years ago in in the Hogan match, where the twin, you know, the, the 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 twins thing, the referees were supposed to have that moment, but for the most part, and I'm sure Brian Hebner, best wrestler, best referee on the planet right now, is listening right now, shaking his yes head, yes, saying preach, Bubba, because he knows the difference between right and wrong. There's no reason for a referee to go out of their way to make eye contact with the camera. And then in the last match, which I like the match very much, we have the referee out on the floor with Samoa Joe and MJF for what seems to be an eternity. And the first thing that I thought of was, Okada Omega one. And, and that's actually the matchup brought me and LaGreca together because he thought it was the greatest match he's ever seen. 
And I was like, hey, man, it's a great match, but the credibility of the ref, Red Shoes, killed it for me. Red Shoes was on the floor, I think I counted to 237. It's a long time. Such easy things to fix. The referee. WWE gets it right. Impact gets it right. How do I know? I've been to both places, and I sit and I watch and I analyze both places. It's all about the credibility. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today.